Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? Well, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help you. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. So to save, visit HealthLock.com today. That's HealthLock.com today. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER The Armstrong and Getty Show. Well, it's a great strategy for him not to talk to the press. The press, by the way, should be pressuring the former vice president to answer questions because that's part of the responsibility of a presidential candidate. Well, I've got advice for Biden I, and Trump today. I want to run by Lon He Chen. And Howard but, Kurtz needs to shut up. The responsibility is to get clicks. That's the only responsibility. I think Howard Kurtz and a lot of political strategists are thinking uh, about times gone by. I don't think, I really don't think Joe Biden does need to answer questions. Just like Trump didn't need to release his taxes, which used to be something you had to do. I don't think Biden has to answer questions. Lonnie J. Chan is the David and Diane Steffi Fellow in American Public Policy Studies at the Hoover Institution, among other worthy endeavors. And Lonnie joins us now. How are you, sir? I'm fine. Good morning. Thanks. I know how you are. You're a gloating Dodgers fan. Oh, oh I love it. I love it. Uh, great. Great start. What, are you pro the cardboard cutouts behind the batters or anti? Let me tell you something. I, I I actually think it's kind of endearing in a in a weird dystopian way. So much so actually that, that that my son and I both have cutouts in Dodger Stadium. Oh, you do, good man. Cool. I found I it whimsical. Yeah, no, I like it. I'm pro. Yeah, the game I'm was pro. not whimsical. The game was sucky. The I thought it was. I thought it was definitely less weird than the empty seats. Yeah. Um. When I was watching uh, Nationals Yankees. Anyway. So. Um. I know traditionally you wouldn't have been able to get away with not answering questions, and eventually eventually, even the liberal media would have beat up on a Democrat for not answering questions. But I think times have changed. The media is so uh, actively in support of one side or the other, and everybody's needle stuck. I don't think Joe Biden actually does have to answer questions. What do you think? 
Uh, I don't think he has to either. I, I don't think he's going to be held to account for it. Uh, you know, I think understandably people do have questions that they want to have answered. But what the Biden campaign has done well so far is essentially to put him in very controlled settings, to put Biden in very controlled settings where he can answer the questions he wants to ask. There aren't many spontaneous interactions. And I think you're right. The media is not they're not in a position to hold Biden to account for much of anything because they have a particular point of view about this election. And I think they've made that pretty clear. Yeah. Yeah. And they're not going to let anything get in the way of the prime directive, even uh, antiquated notions of journalistic ethics. I mean, I, I, where did I where did I read uh, somebody who was given credit? Oh, uh, uh, Jonathan Swan was talking about how Trump did a press conference the same day. Trump did a press conference. Pence did a press conference. And then the press secretary took questions also and how Biden had taken none. I don't think I don't think you're going to get any credit for standing out there and answering questions. I wish you would, but. Yeah, although I will say this. I mean, I, I do think if Donald Trump were to, to avoid questions, that oh, yeah. would be a story. Oh, right? oh no uh, doubt. No doubt. Yeah, and, no, it doesn't work both and, ways. And, you know, it would be interesting to see kind of how Biden's bunker strategy will go if and when, you know, Trump starts to get out there a little bit more. And, and he is. You know, Trump is doing a little bit more travel. Pence is doing a little bit more travel. Uh, I, I do think at some point they are going to have to take Biden. They're going to have to put him out there. But look, for the last several weeks, what they've been doing has been absolutely fine. In fact, it's probably been a benefit to them to have Biden in the bunker. So uh, a little change in direction here, Lonnie. I'm not going to spend a lot of time setting this up as I did earlier in the show. But just very briefly, I believe that we are at a point in partisan politics right now where the party out of power has gone beyond trying to prevent the party in power from getting a victory. Um, they've gone beyond intransigence and obstructionist uh, lawmaking into actively trying to damage the American people and this country. Make sure we're miserable. Continue the misery. Enhance the misery if they can. Um, do you think it's gotten that brutal? Yeah, I, I do. I think it's it's become much worse than standard kind of partisan bickering. I do think that fundamentally uh, each side wants to so completely discredit the other. They want to so completely uh, sully the reputation of the other side uh, that, that they are willing to go to lengths they probably weren't willing to go to, to before. And, and I think the rhetoric, uh, I think the, the way that people talk about things – the nature of the kind of subjects that are brought up, the personal nature, I think also that's right. something that struck me as well, guys, but I'm, how personal it is. I'm talking less about rhetoric than policy, though. I believe the Democrats mm. are enthusiastic about keeping the schools closed and tighter clampdowns on business because it will make parents miserable and hurt the economy, therefore enhance the chances to elect Joe Biden. Yeah, I, I have noticed that there is a little bit of uh, a, a little bit of that edge that's come in, particularly you guys are right on school closings. I mean, this is an area where I am struck by the degree to which the media, a lot of the politicians in big urban areas uh, and a lot of Democrats are coming together to express a particular point of view about keeping schools closed. And, and what worries me is the way in which they essentially demagogue those who say we should open schools. And they say, hey, look, if you want to open schools, you know, you're you're against humanity. You're basically anti-human. You're anti-science. You're anti- all, all of these accusations. Uh, I, I do think that at, in the back of their minds, now, of course, they'll never say this. Of course, they'll, they'll deny it until the cows come home. But in the back of their mind, I do think that there are politics here. Absolutely. 
Well, you know, to, to bottom line it for folks who uh, haven't had their second cup of coffee yet or whatever, if you are the candidate of change and everything's fine, you're never going to get elected. Sure. So you want to make things as miserable as you can. And having control of the House of Representatives, for instance, they're in a position to do that. And I just think that, that they are doing things that no party would have. Um, for a very, very long time. We're talking with Lon He Chen. He's a guy who's worked on major political campaigns and been an advisor. I told you what my advice would be to Biden. I'd say don't answer questions. Um, my, I'm thinking Trump needs a game changer. And my advice to Trump would be, I don't know if he'd take this up because it would make it not about him. I think if Trump goes out there and says, look, the way the polls are right now, not only do I lose, but the Democrats take the Senate. Here's what they will do if they have the presidency, the House, and the Senate. Mm-hmm. I think you could drive turnout like crazy if you focused on the fact, look, if I go, the Senate goes, and this is what's going to happen. Yeah, I, I think the basic point that, that I've come to is uh, Trump has got to figure out a way to make this election not about him. And, and I know that is very challenging for a guy who, who tends to make a lot of things about himself. But this is not... If this election is about Donald Trump and whether Donald Trump, uh, you know, deserves four more years, I do think that he's in a challenging position. If he makes it about two visions of the world and his vision of the world and the alternate vision of the world uh, and the alternate vision of the world has, you know, the Green New Deal and Medicare for all and defund the police. I mean, I think that's why you are seeing them take the strategy they're taking, which is it's not about Joe Biden either. This is about two different visions of the world and what's going to happen if the alternate vision wins. And and I think for Trump, that's probably the only thing he can do at this point to change the dynamic. So you're suggesting that Donald Trump makes it not about him. Well, that could be a bit of a challenge. I know. That's a heavy list. I got another idea. It's a little out of the box. Uh, Trump divorces Melania, marries <laughs> Pence, gets the gay vote. Lonnie, go. <laughs> no, I, I, I wow. you, but this, <laughs> but this isn't even uh, like a stretch, harem, scarum hyperbole, is it? If Donald Trump got up there and said, "Look, if I lose and they take the Senate and they change the filibuster rules," which they're, they're, Elizabeth Warren was talking about the other day, they're going to pass all this stuff. They could change the country overnight. Isn't that actually true? Yeah, and I think, you know, Biden has tried to present himself as a moderate. And I actually think in and of himself, he, he probably is. But the problem is he's he's part of a progressive movement now that's gotten progressively and, and farther and farther to the left. If you look at the policies he's putting out there, right? So let's take climate change, for example. He gave a speech on climate change, I don't know, about a week ago, week and a half ago. And the policies suggested in there are, are in my mind, they are quite uh, scary. You know, they're very progressive. They will completely change the nature of how we uh, how we foster energy in this country. So, yeah, it's not that far fetched to say, look, the vision that he's talking about is a far left vision that if he had the Congress as well, that would enable the far left to essentially have these victories. Well, do you think they would change the filibuster rules? Exaggeration at all. Do you think they would change Um, the filibuster rules? I think there will be a lot of pressure on them to do it. I think there are a few who've said, you know, they don't want to do it. A few Democrats like Joe Manchin have said they don't want to do it. But you know the way these things work, right? Once the political pressure starts and the wave builds, it's very hard to resist it. If so you're a coward. It is definitely something, it is definitely something that is out there. Wow. Sure. Lon He Chen, David and Diane Steffi Fellow in American Public Policy Studies at the Hoover Institution. Uh, Lon He, great stuff. It's always good to talk to you. Thank you. 
Thanks, guys. Have a great weekend. Yeah, yeah you too. Trump wants it to be about him. That's that's the way he looks at the world, and he thinks he can win making it about him. But, God, I would just say, look, this is this is what they're saying they want to do. They're talking about changing the rules where all they, all they need is a majority of 51 votes in the Senate, and they will have that. Mm-hmm. They can actually pass all this stuff, right. like in the first month. Yeah. We'll have Green New Deal. We'll have defund the police. We'll have, you know, all the things you want to mention. Yeah, and it's so frustrating. If Trump were just a little more self-aware, he could win running away, even in the midst of the COVID. You know, he just he, he can't quite strike the notes that he needs to strike, in my mind. Uh, of course, he got elected once, uh, which is only one more time than I've gotten elected president. I'll point that out. <laughs> You're within the margin of error. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the uh, the crazy part is this isn't just theoretical. There is actually going to be an election in November. Yeah. Yikes. I don't know if I can take it. Armstrong and Getty. Nobody wants to outlive their money, but it happens, especially for women. That's why Gainbridge offers the Parity Flex annuity, designed for women's unique retirement needs, with flexible withdrawals plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. Gainbridge is helping build a better financial future for women. Retirement income you can't outlive is the ultimate flex. Start saving now at Gainbridge.io. Visit Gainbridge.io slash ParityFlex for current rates, full product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org.